0: Welcome to The Capitalist Investor. I'm Mark Tepper. I've got Derek Gabrielson with me. And Mark, how are you doing today? I'm excellent, Excellent. So, uh, look, on today's show, let's talk about the stock market, right, and stock market valuation specifically. Because the stock market's, you know, either at or right near an all-time high right um and one of the number one questions that we get from clients is is the market overvalued right right um when is this bull market going to end you know things like that so i think it would be really important for us to just kind of dissect that a little bit dig into it um, and really kind of explain our perspective on stock valuations in where we are currently so you know we did a uh, we did a, a client event yesterday and um one of the things we talked about was this concept called oversimplification tendency right And that's where investors, retail investors, do-it-yourself investors, tend to think investing is easy. Right. (laughs) They find one little nugget, and they think that if they utilize that nugget, everything's going to be great. Right. They think they have found the the silver bullets. Exactly. And for a lot of people, you know, kind of the the holy grail for them is P.E. ratio. Right. Right. So P.E. ratio is the price to earnings ratio. Uh, Typically, what we like to look at is the forward price to earnings ratio, which is where is that stock or the S&P 500 priced at today divided by its expected earnings over the next 12 months. Okay, So forward P.E. is what we call it. And I just saw a piece the other day that came out and there was no substance behind it, no context, Um, but the piece said this. It said the forward 12-month PE ratio for the S&P 500 is 18.4. That's above the five-year average of 16.7, and it's above the 10-year average of 15.0. So, If that is the only thing you're looking at is P.E. ratio, Derek, what what do you think? Is the market overvalued based on that one thing? Yeah, start selling everything today. (laughs) Absolutely, right? Sell it off. But it's not that easy. No, it is not. Because if you think about it, there's X amount of capital that that wants to be invested, right? And there's a number of asset classes where you can deploy that capital to, whether it is savings accounts, CDs, bonds, U.S. stocks, international stocks, real estate, um, you know, private equity investments. So, there's a there's a limited, limited amount of capital and it's going to go to the places that are going to offer the best risk-adjusted returns, right? Absolutely. And that's typically mm-hmm. how capital is allocated. So, to look at the forward P-E ratio in a vacuum and to not consider interest rates, and bonds, it, it, you're just
1: completely missing the ball. Absolutely. Just completely mm-hmm. discounting one of the most important factors of valuing the market. Right. So,
0: you know, to kind of just, just break this down for, to make sure this isn't over anyone's head that's, that's tuning in, um, there's two ways the stock market can go up. There's just two ways. That's it. Mm-hmm. The first way is earnings. So if earnings go up, The stock market should theoretically go up. The other way is the multiple, the P-E ratio, the P-E multiple. So throughout this podcast, we're going to call it multiple P-E ratio. It's the same thing, right? So if earnings go up and the multiple goes up, the stock market's going to go up exponentially, right? Right. If the multiple stays the same and earnings go up, the stock market's going to go up the same amount. As the earnings growth that it experienced suddenly you have negative earnings growth multiples go down all that stuff that's when you look at at stock market pullbacks bear markets things like that so you know one of the things that I think you know is important to understand is really how stocks are valued and the way stocks are valued is you look at future earnings and you discount them back to today using an interest rate right right when that interest rate is lower the multiple will be higher right i mean that's just that's how it works Mm -hmm. so interest rates are low i mean i don't know exactly where the 10-year treasury is today but when i looked last night it was at 1.65 percent. okay so interest rates are really really low so you know really the best way to look at stock valuations or or the overall stock market valuation, as I said earlier, asset classes are interconnected, they're interrelated, and valuations, most importantly, are relative. Right? It's not about comparing where the stock market's PE ratio is today versus where it was historically. Because if that's the case, yeah, it's overvalued, right? Right. Not significantly, but you know, it is slightly overvalued if that's all you're looking at. But when you start to look at it and analyze it against other asset classes, it actually looks pretty good. Stocks look inexpensive, mm-hmm. okay, especially relative to bonds. So you know one of the things that we like to look at rather than looking at just forward PE ratios, we like to look at this thing called the equity risk premium. Okay. So the equity risk premium, what that is. Is you take the earnings yield on the S and P 500? Now you might say, "What the heck is that?" Right? Well, it's basically the inverse of the P/E ratio. You know, so if the P/E ratio is 20, you go 100 divided by 20, five. Right. So the earnings yield on the S and P would be five percent. So you you identify the earnings yield on the S and P 500, and you subtract the yield on the 10-year Treasury bond. One point six five percent, right? Right. So that is over three percent, or as us financial folk call it, over three hundred basis points. Right? Exactly. So historically, Derek, you know, when we are at over three hundred basis points in the equity risk premium, what is the forward twelve month return on the S and P five hundred? Uh, twelve
1: point four percent. It's not too shabby. No, I think I'd take that. (laughs) Yeah, I'd take that too, right? Any day of the week. So, um,
0: stocks actually look inexpensive to bonds. I mean, what's your take on bonds? I mean, we've been in a bond bull market for like 30 years. Right.
1: You know, I think, Mark, when when I'm talking with, with folks, they still have that kind of false narrative in their minds that bonds have no risk. Because that is what they have really seen for the majority of their lives, right? Basically, a 30-year bull run in bonds. Yep. So um, there, There's this misconception that bonds can't go down. Right, exactly.
0: Right? It's, it's an asset class. So, for the last 30 years, bonds have been a tailwind to performance. They've helped your performance. Absolutely. Now, if you allocate 40% of your portfolio to bonds man, are you crippling your, your potential returns, right? right. So, we, we looked at this yesterday in our client presentation. Um, and, and I can't find it. It's not in front of me. But um, basically, what it arrived at is that over the next five years, the projected return on bonds is like 2.13%. Right. So, if you're putting together a financial plan, right, and your financial plan says you need to earn 6% in order for everything to work out, you're
1: hurting yourself by, by putting a big chunk of money in something that's going to make you two. Yeah, and I think people are finally starting to realize that now. Yeah, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, a ten-year bond paying you one point six percent now. Yeah, uh, one point six five percent. You know, high level in in theory. Do you really want to lock up your money for ten years to get one point six five percent? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's absolutely no way. The answer is no. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, you know, a lot of a lot of people we see you know, approaching retirement, they've been CD investors in the past, mm-hmm. right? And, and really, what, what happens um, kind of naturally in the market. Is when people feel like that risk-free rate of return is no longer acceptable, mm-hmm. they're going to step up in asset in in risk. Yeah. And the asset. And that's class what you've ladder. seen happen, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, capital chases yield. You know, when your savings accounts are paying nothing, when treasuries are paying nothing, when CDs are paying nothing. You know, people that used to be CD investors, they're now they became junk bond investors, right. right? Or they went to preferred stocks or something. And then they moved to common stock, right? So what we've seen is people have definitely moved up that risk spectrum and really not necessarily by choice, right? Cuz you just you have to. You got to get a better return. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So sometimes, you know, they might be outside of their their comfort zone as it relates to risk. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. Now, one thing we mentioned in our, our client presentation yesterday, Derek, um, we we're, what, 11 years into this bull market? In, March to in March, yeah. Yeah, March 2009 was the bottom. Um, from March 2009 through the end of 2019, the S&P 500 was up, excluding dividends, just price appreciation, up 378%. All right. That's pretty good. Pretty nice run. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty right. good run. That's pretty good. Um up 378%. Yeah, you know, so a lot of people are sitting there thinking, like, God, this this can't last forever. And right. it can't. <laughs> it will eventually we will enter a recession. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, our base case is it's not gonna happen this year, right? I don't even think it would happen in the first half of of 2021 at yeah, this I agree. point. But um Eventually, yes, I mean, we will experience, you know, a, a negative 20% year recession, all that stuff. So from March 2009 through the end of 2019, the S&P's price appreciation was plus 378%. But I made an observation yesterday to all of our clients where I said, but if you look at where the stock market was prior to the Great Recession, if you look at that prior peak from October of 2007, it was at just under sixteen hundred. Mm-hmm. It finished two thousand nineteen at just over thirty two hundred. So if you look at it from in it with a different lens, we're, we're up hundred percent from the prior peak in two thousand seven. So there's, it's all about perspective here, right?
1: Yeah. right? <laughs> no so
0: you, know, you can look at this and say, hey, over the last eleven year, well, geez, oh man, that's two thousand seven. So over the last. 12-ish years, because that's October of 2007, over the last 12 years, we're up 100%. Right. Okay. That doesn't sound as crazy as over the last 11 years, we're up 378%, Mm -hmm. right? So, I think it's important to keep that in perspective. Um, You know, don't just... I don't know how many clients you have, but I know I have a handful, <laughs> and I know this was brought up yesterday. Maybe it was Tony or someone else in our office that brought it up at our at our event. People who have been sitting on cash for years, right. chunks of cash, waiting to get in lower. How's that worked? Uh, not too well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean. You, you can't
1: outsmart the market the, uh, you, you just nailed it that, that that's what i think a lot of people are, are trying to do you know they they go on, on the internet they do a little research and boom p ratio i figured it out yeah right yeah <laughs> I, i'm just uh this is easy right when a, when a, the PE gets too high i'm gonna sell and i'm gonna because the market's about to crash obviously right. and then i'm gonna get back in when it's lower yep but the
0: P.E. keeps going up right? <laughs> because bonds keep going down. Exactly. Right. Yep. So there, there's what they call it, Tina. Right. There is no alternative. Mm-hmm. You have to be in U.S. stocks. Right. right? And it's actually it's interesting. Um, you know, so some of some of the, the the listeners right now might be thinking, OK, that's great. Right. You know, stocks are stocks are better than bonds. That's cool. But I'm nearing retirement or I'm in retirement and um, mm. I need some income. Right. That's what bonds are for, right? Bonds Mm -hmm. are there to produce income. But the funny thing is, over fifty percent of the stocks in the S and P five hundred pay dividend yield that exceeds the ten year Treasury yield. Right. In fact, the S and P five hundred in general has a yield of over two percent, and then you've got a ten year Treasury yield of one point (laughs) six. Right. So, and there are other ways to generate income, right? So, you know, kind of the focus of this show was, you know, is the stock market overvalued? And and our take is, no, quite frankly, it's not. Right. But, you know, just to kind of take it one step further without, you know, going too far down that rabbit hole, because I'd like to save some of this for uh, and do specific shows um, on some of these topics. But there are other places you can invest money, you know, outside of of U.S. stocks. Right. Obviously, there's international stocks. Um, There's master limited partnerships that can produce a good amount of income. Right. So, you know, think um, toll roads. Right, mm-hmm. um, think um, you know that would be an infrastructure play. Um, you think a a company like Kinder Morgan that that you know lays pipelines to to move energy from one place to the next. Um, you know, you're looking at yields of four to five percent there, right right? Um, private real estate, right? So you know one of the uh, one of the the vehicles that we've been using owns the Bellagio, Mandalay Bay. Um, MGM Grand, right? Right. You know, some pretty high quality properties. <laughs> yeah. and quite frankly, I just want to go to Vegas and say I'm an owner. Right. <laughs> exactly.
1: But, hey, give me yeah. some VIP service. Market research, yeah. right? <laughs> I yeah.
0: own this place. <laughs> so, um, you know, but there's certainly some other opportunities out there. Um, you know, and, and maybe we just kind of wrap this up with a take on... Maybe stepping back and and stepping back and just explaining to everyone who's listening that uh, you you really need to have a you need to have a plan in place, right? To figure out what investment strategy overall is going to be in your best interest, Right. right? I mean, are you 40 years old and you got 20 plus years until you retire? Cool. You know, let's set up a strategy that works. For that 40-year-old. Are you 70 years old? you retired five years ago and and you need to generate income. Right. right? Because if that's the case, volatility control is actually going to be more important than um, than absolute performance. Right. You know, so. um, But everyone's fixated on that absolute performance number. It's all headline. All headlines. And and, you know, while while we're on that, and then we got to wrap up here. But um, the last thing I want to say is, you know, when it comes to you know the fixation on absolute performance, people are also fixated on pick your poison. Either the performance of the S and P 500. I'll I'll put 80 percent of the people in that camp. Mm -hmm. 20 percent the Dow. Right. Right. So nothing irks me more than seeing a headline that says the Dow's up 100 points. (laughs) who cares (laughs) it's like a third of a percent it's not a headline anymore right it was a headline 20 years ago it's not Mm -hmm. a headline right Right. um when you read it in the newspaper yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. when those places still existed Mm -hmm. right um and then the s p 500 so if you are an investor whether you're doing this on your own or you are working with a financial advisor you are not in the s p 500 right you are not in the dow stop Comparing your portfolio to the S&P 500. It's very likely that you own other asset classes, and you own them for good reason. You're not going to cry yourself to sleep every night the next time we're in a recession. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That is one of the main reasons you diversify. Mm -hmm. Right? So, all right, we'll kind of leave it there. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us today uh, for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. As always, if you have questions, comments, you want to debate us and, and you know, hop on our podcast and, and chat with us, totally cool. Shoot us an email at info at swpconnect.com. That's info at swpconnect.com. We'd love to chat with you. So thank you all for tuning in. And
1: we'll talk with you next
0: time.